Hello, everybody. I'm Alejandro Ortiz. You're listening to Random Gamers Corner. I'm joined by my co-host, Mason. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. And Nathan will not be joining us, unfortunately. He just got some major news. Um, I That's up to him to share like what, what news it is, but... He's okay. He's safe. No, let's just get that out of the way. Like he's okay. He's safe. But um, yeah, he will not be joining us until possibly next week. So just want to put that out there. <clears throat> yes, the episode maybe this episode may be late, but whatever. It's still not too late to say fucking happy anniversary to Fire Emblem the series because they're thirty two. Um, the first Fire Emblem game and that's Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Holy shit! Just again, like I. If you don't follow the Twitter, that's completely okay. But I just posted on Twitter saying, like, who would have thought that this amazing, amazing series, like, started because of a dude with no pants named Marf? Like, <laughs> I think, uh, I think Awakening just turned like 10 or something. Yeah, it turned 10, like, I'm um, on Tuesday, I think. Wait, this Tuesday or last Tuesday? I mean, next Tuesday. Well, I think. It it's, it just it happened or it did not uh, it just is about to happen. That's all you gotta need to know. And honestly, how freaking cool that you know the series still stuck uh, stuck around, especially after Awakening saved its ass. Like, whew, thank God, or else we wouldn't have three houses and three hopes soon enough, and just pretty much any other game in general after Awakening. So, thank goodness for that. Um, for. Just uh, first off, um, Mason, how have you been? Like, tell the audience, like, how how how's the gangsta been chilling? How's what? How's what doing? How the gangsta has been chilling? The gangster, you? The gangster has been chilling. Yeah, oh, you. you know, fucking about. Fucking doing me. How about you, Mister Host? Host with the most. Uh, uh, what does that even mean? But anyways, moving on from that. Um, I've been doing. Yeah, I don't know what what the most part is about, but I'm doing good. I I've been doing I've been doing really good. It's just um I've been playing the hell out of uh Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. I'm so damn happy. I'm just like being the hell out of like some certain villains, and all I can say is, my God, they deserve it. Like some of them are just like straight up <laughs> monsters. And then um. But then there's this one certain scene. All I'm going to say is just this one word. If uh, the Fire uh, the Fire fans that know about this certain scene, well, I mean, know about this certain scene, but what to say with just this one word, darling. That scene kind of like creeped the shit out of me, especially when they like, okay, I won't say more, but uh, except just this little part. They turn off the music just to kind of like uh, magnify how fucked up the situation is for like a certain couple and that. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, if you want to look up a uh, YouTube video about it, go for it. Um, just know that it, the implication is just pretty messed up overall. And I was thinking, like, wow. I mean, I knew this scene was gonna pop up eventually, but I was still not ready for how creeped out and icked out I was gonna be. So there you go. Fire Emblem is good with its creepy shit. It is. It really is. Like, um, you think like, oh, fire, um. Fire Emblem Three Houses was pretty bad with like the child testing and such, but um, there could be some more creepy, uh, messed up shit on, well, pretty much like the GB, um, Game Boy Advance, and pretty much like other eras of the Fire Emblem games, especially um, uh, ah oh, shit, it's right there. I gotta look. I think it was like Thrasha seventy seventy six or Genia, Evan. Did you say Thrasha? 
I, I pronounced it wrong, didn't I? I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Oh. <laughs> well, Thrasher 1776 or Genealogy of the Holy War. But I think we're talking about Genealogy of the Holy War for this um, episode. And before I jump a bit more further, I'm doing good. <laughs> I played the hell out of Sacred Stones. I'm in. I'm almost halfway done with watching uh, Johnny Cash's movie, um, Walk the Line. Fucking love it. And um, fucking hell, it's it's one the two hour two hours and a half kind of movie, but, but I love it. I'm I'm loving it. Um, oh, what else have I been up to? Uh, yeah, I, I've just been chilling. Honestly, I I've been doing really good. And yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm just trying to get it, trying to get a bit more fit because I just started like looking at my body. I was like disgusting. Do better. <laughs> so I'm trying to do better. <laughs> But <laughs> I, know, like, I was like looking at the um, looking at the fucking boxing bag yesterday, um, two days ago. Oh damn it! If you hear, if you didn't hear that crack, that was my wrist. So damn, dude. I know. There's the it's in the cast right now for the audio listeners. But um, yeah, I just started punching uh punching the mod- punch it back because what else are you gonna do? Kick it? Well, you yeah, get that. Wrist is in pain. Maybe, but weirdly enough. Like it was like hurting a lot, and I decided like, ah, fuck this! I just punched the punch it back, Alice by, and all of a sudden it made it feel better. I was like, well, that's weird, and I decided like started doing a couple more punches, and apparently it felt like a lot better. I was like, maybe I should do this in a, on a regular basis, but I haven't done that yesterday and today, and now it's like all of a sudden I'm like fucking hurting like crazy. I'm just thinking, okay, man, I need to make it like a regular kind of uh, training thing or whatever. I don't know. This just goes to show, kids. Violence is the answer. Yes, <laughs> as long as it's like safe violence, <laughs> or you're trying to like save somebody that's close to you, then you're a premature final character. Congratulations. But, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, pretty much the topics for this episode, folks, is us doing our first take on pretty much introducing. Um, new Fire Emblem characters. Well, technically new because there's always going to be characters that already got ults or so uh, so on before they got their base uh, form inside Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like for the Fire Emblem Heroes fans and pretty much the fans that just want to like laugh at some funny shit because we have, well, pretty much Kim Kardashian or one of those fucking Kardashians uh, crying about the vi- uh, their vi- uh, sex video coming up on Roblox of all things, and their I think their kid already found out through that. Uh, I don't know. The the world is weird. And then last but not least, we have uh okay. I I gotta look up the name because I feel like it's disrespectful at this point to not just at least Utada Hikaru. If I fucking butchered that, I'm sorry. But if you know who that is, Utada. Uh, Hikaru is pretty much the person that create, um, pretty much like helped create the music for Kingdom Hearts for so damn long, and they performed at Coachella. So, yeah. So pretty much all that out of the way. Let's begin the show. And now I'm just scrolling through all these images because oh my, oh my god, I was like, I don't know. It's just been a lot going on for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, days. Wow. wow, I'm losing, I'm losing sense of time but yeah so the first person we're gonna like focus on is uh, i'm gonna butcher this scathatch he, he said it, it in the video but i don't remember how he said it 
Oh, fantastic. Like Skates or something. I, I don't remember. But he said it in his uh, debut video. Skatata. Well, we, well, apparently his name uh, was pronounced uh, was pronounced differently in the original in the original game but people were saying like oh no like that name wasn't supposed to exist in the first place so it's just like a class a weird classic case wow weird classic case <laughs> fuck that fucking tongue twisters weird classic case of um either fans uh, fan translations getting lost or or trying to be canon by other fans or just you know fire emblem history being fire emblem fire emblem because, you know, n- nobody can agree on anything. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try to skip most of the music. Because I don't want to get, like, copyright or anything like that. My name is Scott. I am Larsa's twin. You heard that? Yeah. Scott Hawk. <laughs> what kind of... One more time. My name is Scott. I am Lars. Scott. <laughs> Scott Hawk. I thought you said like Skycock. I was like, what? <laughs> Sounds like a Scott Hawk. <laughs> well, I was flying dicks. <laughs> no. I mean, I, we're already bullying this character. I feel bad, but so yeah, that's heroes too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Scott Hawk. Oh yeah, the the freaking develop um, intelligence systems pretty much like bullied this character because uh, his build is not that pretty to look at, from what people are saying. But uh, okay, Astros Wake Scott Hawk. He is the son of Ira, princess of Isaac. If I'm saying that correctly, I don't know anymore. He took up his sword and Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know all these hacks. I'm just getting disgusted. He took up his sword and rose in defiance to reclaim his country from its invaders. A descendant, descendant of the Crusader, Odd or Ode, because it's just O D. That's now overdose. It's just like O D. That's it. Odd. Ode. Scott Hawk was given a harsh education in swordsmanship by his cousin. Shit. Oh, motherfuckers with these names. Sh- Shannon or Shannon. He also trained with his twin sister, Larcy, and his old friend, Silif. Through his diligent training, Scott Hawk became a swordman, swordsman worthy of Ode's re- reputation and mastered Astra, the legendary technique of I- Isaac's royal family. He's truly a force to be reckoned with. Non-family heroes, apparently. <laughs> Scott Hawk's commitment to mastering the sword is matched only by the dedicated support he gave to Self's Liberation Army. He's an inspiring example of gallantry. Gallantry, gallantry. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm afraid of anything I pronounce these days. Any of uh, the characters that are associated with him is Ira, who is a princess of Isaac, master of the sword, and descendant of the Crusader Ode. Um, she is pretty much his mother. Then you got Larcy, a young warrior warrior searching for her mother ele- elegantly fashioned blade in hand and it oh she's pretty much uh, her his twin sister and Shannon is her cousin so there you go Shannon 
is a prince of Isaac and descendant of the crusader Odin, skilled wielder of the divine blade Belmong, taught uh, Scott Hawk his swordsmanship. So those are his closely associated um, characters or allies. Now for the next character is Arthur, not the one from Sacred Stones. One no. uh, little fact about Skark is uh, <laughs> he is the first uh, infantry sword demo since uh, what's her name? Soleil. Soleil. It's been a very long time since we've had a four-star infantry sword demo. Holy there shit. always five stars. You just like found that out on like on Discord? Oh like from your Discord at least? Yeah, I found it out whenever he was released. Damn. Infantry sword demo since Salida. It's crazy. That's a hell of a long time. <laughs> yeah. And we have a lot of red uh red stars. Oh. Fuck. Red units. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That's great. Well, there's your fun fact right there. <laughs> now for Arthur. The one from Genealogy of Holy War, I'm assuming. And now the one from Sacred Stones. He is a mage who was brought up in the remote countryside of Solis. He is... Teltu's? Teltu's son. Teltu. Teltu? Okay. Okay, I was right. I got it right. And he is a descendant of Thrud. Thrud? Thrud? Fucking all these names. One of the crusaders who saved Jugdral from the threat of Lopter. What the fuck? I feel so bad. Like, I know, like, they, they were trying to go for a specific kind of um, theme or, like, it goes with a kind of culture thing. And I'm just, like, butchering all of these. Um, you're Arthur, American, you're allowed to. Weapon? You're American, you're allowed to. Yeah, at least for the time being, before someone said, like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, but something else. And I'm going to say, like, what? But yeah. <laughs> Arthur once lived pissed. Peacefully, peacefully with his family until one day when his mother and sister, I'm just going to say tiny because it just sounds funnier, but nah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Tene, were taken away by House Frigi, Fridge, yeah, Fridge of the Grand Vale Empire. Time passed, and once Arthur had grown into a young man, he left Salis on a journey to find Teltu and Tene. During his search, he met Selef and joined his Liberation Army, only to finally encounter Tenet in the ranks of the opposing army. On the battlefield, he managed to convince Tenet to join him, and brother and sister were finally reunited. Oh. That's good, because there's too much bloodshed in these games. Okay. I'm not, I feel like I should have put a spoiler alert for this game, but you know what? You kind of like... How old is this game? <laughs> older than me, I know that for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. People, just forget everything, all the spoilers you heard here, and just like, if they ever try to make this game available to play um, to us, like, I guess more, I mean, locally supported with English, or whatever. Then there you go. Just pretend like you're like um, learning everything for the first time. Wow. 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 Now, for people, uh, the people associated with uh, Arthur. Teltu, she's pretty much his uh, mother. She appears cheerful, but is harding her uh, troubles. And for good reason later on. God, you you haven't looked it up, have you? I've heard heard a little bit about it. Okay, yeah. I know about Teltu. Okay, okay. And um, 
his connection to Tene? Well, obviously, she is the sister and uh, joins the Liberation Army once they face each other. Well, we're redundancy, but here we go. Now for a rumbling thunder, Tene. That's what I'm saying, Tene. Okay, Tene is a mage who who is descended from the Crusader Thrud. She's also the, the daughter of Teltu, a member of Granville's Heist fr- uh, Fridge. Tene lived in the Kingdom of Salis during her early childhood, until she and her mother were taken by House Fri- uh, Fridge, separating her from her brother, Arthur. After Teltu's death, yeah, she died. Ugh. Tene fought on the battlefield as a member of uh, Fridge's army. This led to a fated reunion with her brother, who had joined the opposing uh, Liberation Army. After speaking with Arthur, Tene was convinced to leave House Fridge and join him, and that's how she started helping Osilla's army. Uh, she, she's, uh, pretty much got, like, a lot of associated characters, apparently. Um, Ishtar? Ishtar? How do you pronounce it? Ishtar is how I pronounce it. Okay, cool. Ishtar, inheritor of the tomb Yonar, is called the Thunder Goddess by some. Now she's making a grand appearance as an ascended hero. Yeah, she's making a, uh, she, she's already been in the game, but she's making a reappearance here, and Fire Emblem Heroes, so, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, the bat, the bat or cooler version and just like more elegant art style but you know it's up to you to decide like what are some character whether some ascended um heroes seem more useful to you or not um clad in special attire and wielding more power she's ready to take part in the battle between the liberation army and the grand veil empire um oh wait a minute <laughs> I'm just reading fucking Ishtar's uh, thing. I guess, like, for Tenet, I just kind of, like, skipped over because it'll pretty much be redundant at this point. So, sorry, buddy. So, everything I just said, that's Ishtar's um, biography, bio, yeah, whatever. Now, Ishtar's lover, Julius, has embarked on the campaign of sacrificing children to his dark god. Yeah, we're sacrificing children, not just testing on them now. Unable to bear the sorrow, she worked against him to help the children to escape. In fact, the stuffed toys she's carrying and the flowers in her hair are actually gifts from the children she helped. These heartfelt gifts are more precious to her than any treasure. That's pretty sad. Like, the person you love, and they're like, they're like going down this very dark path. And that's like a lot of common things we've seen in Fire Emblem where mm-hmm. someone pretty much has to face their, pretty much face their supposed um, lover or pretty much like their loved one when they turn into like, darker versions of themselves, or just pretty much, like, dude, pretty messed up shit. Ishtar was torn between her love for Julius and her sense of justice. However, they say that when the Thunder Goddess appeared on her final battlefield, she wore a gentle smile on her face. So, sadly, you know, it seems like she accepted her fate. Like, you know what? I think I'm better... I think I'm gonna be happier with death than going on, like, being torn between or actually fighting him in the end. So, that just sucks. Uh, her connection, of course, is um, Julius, but then we have Reinhardt, formidable and admired mage knight in Frigi's army. Frigi's army. I'm, I'm saying Frigi. I'm whatever. Ever ready to lend an ear to his younger sister, Olwen. Oh, he is a, he is her confidant. Confidant? Someone that, you know, someone you could, like, go to to talk yeah. to. Or, yeah. Just for anyone that didn't know that. So, yeah. Now, there we have Hilda. Now, this ain't your father's three houses, uh, Hilda. This is, like, the bad bitch Hilda, the one that makes you want to hate her. And, like, for others, like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I heard of some weird ass thing on the streets. But um, she's pretty much like the bad bitch that will pretty much like ruin everything for you and laugh in your face while you're di- um, dying in your last de- um, dying with your last breath. And then for some, they just consider her hot because they have no taste. <laughs> okay, and um, Hilda, wife of Bloom, which is a terrible name for a person. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out there. Leader of House Froggy. Feared for her cruelty after it is revealed, she forces children to participate in evil rituals. She is Ishtar's mother. That's a pretty fucked up mom. So her mother and her lover are both fucked. Possibly. I think so. I mean, it won't make sense in the long run because, like, how fucked up they both are. Uh, I don't know. You don't get enough of that kind of messed upness. Yeah, that'll make it a new word. Messed okay. upness and three uh, fire emblem. Now we are talking about Queen of Froggy, or the Fridge, Hilda. Hilda is a member of Jogdrol's House of Baltimore, descendants of the magic-wielding crusader Fjallar? Fjallar? Dear Lord, I know there's some Fire Emblem um, geek that's just, like, fuming at, the, uh, fuming at the neck right now, like, wondering, like, how dare you, how dare you exist to, like, mispronounce every single thing, like, Please step down. Never do this again. <laughs> Moving on. She married the uh, reigning Duke of Ridge, who ruled the Grand Vale Empire's territory in northern uh, Thracia, and later gave birth to two children. Elder's response to Grand Vale's Liberation Army, led by Selif, was cold-blooded, to say the least. Hmm. Not even Teltu, her sister-in-law, escaped her cruelty, and this ultimately, le- ultimately led to Teltu's death. So... This bitch can't pretty much like tortured her until she became depressed and died from her depression. I'm pretty sure her wounds as well. So, yeah. Jesus. I know. Hilda carried out her orders without a second thought, even when they were as inhumane as the child hunts. Despite her cold nature, she also has a natural aptitude for fire and magic, making her even more of a dangerous threat to the forces that opposed her. So, uh, yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy person. Yep. And yeah, other than that, she, um, it's just it's really messed up for what she did. So for Atel too, she pretty much like helped her kids like escape to safety. But after um, I think Bloom found her and was like trying to take her back to Ishtar. So what happened was that the children, she made sure that her children like left before like that happened, but they got separated, unfortunately, in a way. And she pretty much like got taken to, of course, I like, got taken into uh, imprisonment for, with Hilda, got tortured a lot to the point where she became um, sad, depressed, or wounded to, uh, to the point that she died after imprisonment for so long, not knowing whether her kids are still alive or not. So... Yeah. Yeah, so and what makes it uh I don't know. I just noticed that like a lot of people were looking forward to like uh fighting uh this bitch, um Hilda. Because well they have every right, especially the Tell Two fans. I mean I freaking made like a made like a crappy meme that saying like, Oh, like you know that scene from Family Guy where Stu was like, if anyone's gonna take that bitch uh bitch down, it's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I freaking uh, 
I did like a very bad edit where I put Del 2's face on there with the sniper rifle. <laughs> and like when Helda's uh Grand Hero battles arrive tomorrow and it was like on Reddit. That shit got a lot of hits, so I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I, it's just crazy with everything. And so there was I did find the original name for this guy, um, Scott Hawk. And somebody asked, what happened to his name being Ulster? Someone said, I didn't give him uh, Miranda as Princess of Ulster, the kingdom. They decided not to give him the same name as to have less confusion, probably. And then someone else commented, that plus his name was never Ulster in Japanese anyways. So, there, for anyone that was like wondering and was uh, kind of new about the character in the first place, there you go. Now, people were saying that like, this was uh, pretty damn evil. Because... And if you're, like, facing her for the first time and Grand Hero Bells, she pretty much says, Teltu was a waste of space. I made her life miserable, and I would do it again. <laughs> so, this bitch is relentless. Like, that, that's pretty fun. <laughs> what a good game. <laughs> I'm like, Fire Emblem, it's all about fun with swords, right? Just nothing, nothing too crazy and dark and with a lot of death. Yeah, it's just a pretty fun game overall for the family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts so far on this particular character? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Hey. Obviously, no one likes the character, but she's got a really good fucking weapon. <laughs> no, she right. does. Oh. Someone's already like. Uh, showing her off, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, they're making this bitch, like, hard to kill if they, uh, if you were, like, really angry at this person, but, like, they're gonna make you, they're gonna make you work for it to, like, kill her off in any battle whatsoever. I was like, damn. Okay, then. And, yeah, just from what, um, from, like, all the descriptions, this pretty much, like, seems more, uh, the banner is more built up with family of Ishtar, Skathak, Tene, and, of course, um, wait a minute. I feel like I missed out on some. Huh? Arthur? Yeah, Arthur. So, pretty much, like, all family-related. And pretty much family that Teltu lost. And I think it's a pretty cool, sweet banner that kind of, um, if you're interested in learning about their history, it's pretty cool and sweet that kind of finally went more into uh, Teltu's side of the side of the family. At least the family that actually loves her and cares about her. And, like, some people, like, of course, like, you got these kids that are, like, pretty fucking pissed off. About Teltu's death and like now getting to see her again, like that's pretty sweet. It's always cool. To, um, not like cool, but it's pretty interesting to see like the pretty much the descendants of certain heroes like coming to the game and so like me, uh, meeting their parents and saying like, "Holy shit!" Like now I finally got the chance to like actually be a family again. Oh. Yeah, I tell you, father him off, but that I mean. Whoever you are, why? <laughs> but I get it. skills, skills. And now, moving on from that, yeah, I, I just thought it was just real interesting to see like more of this side of Fire Emblem Heroes lore. And hopefully, you guys kind of like learn a little bit more, even though we're kind of like technically cheating because you know we're pretty much using uh, Meet the Heroes. But I just kind of like wanted to go talk about Tell Two's side about how what she dealt with. So yeah. Now, the interesting thing about uh, 
I was looking at more some more stuff on Fire Emblem Heroes Reddit, and here's an interesting bit of dialogue from Veronica. A throwback to a year one paralogue. And she said, I used to never consider the impact people have on the Empire, but someone changed my mind. And then they showed a text box between a text box between Seth and Veronica. Princess Veronica, I have just one question for you. Why do you insist on behaving like a child? Veronica said, because there's a voice telling me to, and it tells me that I'm going to have a lot of fun. Why do you ask? I suppose you're going to tell me that fighting is wrong, aren't you? Seth then replied, no, fighting is something ne uh, sometimes necessary for the sake of the kingdom and its people. I doubt you're acting on their behalf, though. And now uh, Veronica says, the current, uh, current time Veronica, like, you know, uh, in the latest chapter, they said a rule is proposed I mean, purpose is the service of their people that I was selfish for, for behaving otherwise. And then now it comes back to that paralogue. Yes, everything is for their sake. A true ruler cannot let their own selfish desires lead them. So I found that pretty cool. Like, they made like a very... If you uh, you were like a first year player in um, Fire and Heroes, then you would know like how long this goes back. I found that pretty cool. That's not the side of back. Now, like, oh yeah, this clicks. Now, all of the pressing fun fact—well, not so fun, but pressing fact about Elder Stats uh, and PRF. This primarily for weapon. Elder carries no skills except her preferred weapon, and she triggers the buff that's a blue mage with 27 resistance. She will deal exactly 39 damage. Elder is a blue mage with 39 HP, and she's base kit gives her 27 resistance. So, in other words, she she will pretty much get killed by Hilda. And, yeah. Some people actually, the map, saying like, oh, so what you're saying is um, canonically, she could kill her off with just one hit. And I was saying like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love the present comes back. Wow. Oof. Uh, I'm sorry if I seem like I don't have my thoughts clear. It's because I've just been like looking through all the screenshots trying to make sure that I've got like the right stuff in mind yeah, to like yeah. keep talking about. Oh, sorry, folks. And oh, here's something that I did. I know, like, Kobe asked this on the tweet about, like, oh, Fire Emblem Warriors talk. But I was saying that for a different episode because I know that you haven't personally played Fire Emblem Warriors. So, but um, he did ask, and I feel like this could be something that you and I could, like, easily answer. What remix song... Wow, what the fuck? What remix song are you most excited to hear? And on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want a completely different story? And he's talking about Fire Emblem 3 Hopes. What was the first part? What remix song are you most excited to hear? Remix. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't ever listen to the the music for uh Iron Warriors, huh? No. Oh, you're you're gonna really hear this precious world. You would think like, holy shit, Fire Emblem will be so much better with so much rock, so much more rock music involved. But uh, yeah, I I love that song and tweet about I think twice. I was like, I just really love it. Um, but for me personally, 
it will either have to be between Heaven or Nemesis song God Shattering Star. Like, you're like, uh, either one of those will be uh, such a fucking banger. And it'd be just like having like either mixed in with some other songs that still match with the theme of like the whole rhythm and everything, or there's like much more longer, maybe even metal infused into the song. Like, that would be fucking. It's a rap in there. Imagine, <laughs> like it's like their own different language inside there, and like the rapping is like I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but damn, this shit goes hard. <laughs> this is sweet. language and like they're just talking about like how to properly toast some bread, and you know, um, yeah, you put the shit in the microwave, put it in the toaster, and then stuff like that. I don't know where I'm going with that. You put it in the microwave? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, then he made the, mis- then the uh, person who made the song, like, that's why they hear, like, the little scratch noise on the thing, thinking that's a little remix, but honestly, it's just, like, him realizing his mistake, and now saying, oh, yeah, put this in the toaster, not the microwave. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what? I don't know. Do you, uh, apparently... The lyrics for "God Shattering Star" is like a Bolin's um, way of talking. So, I mean, Bolin's ancient language or whatever. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, though? What song would you like to hear, like remixed or I don't know, given a different couple? Honestly, probably just like the monastery background music. See if that gets mm-hmm. like updated at all. So it's not. Boring. They're pretty cool. Um, I can see that. I can see that happening, especially. I mean, it'd be a, a pretty hilarious if um, <laughs> you're like going around. Uh, you're just like calmly asking a student, like, "Oh, would you like to have food? I mean, have like have a meal together." All of a sudden, the music starts getting pumped up, and you're just like, "Dun dun dun!" dun. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're someone screaming in the mic. <laughs> he's like, and the um, the student you're asking is like, yeah, sure, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll <laughs> I mean, I, that'd be hilarious. And the second part of the question was, and on a scale of one to ten, how much do you want a completely different story? I was sort of was getting a different story. Yeah, we are getting a different story, but I think. Maybe he he's like saying like if we're gonna be going down the same sort of route we, we did for three houses where first we choose a house, then after a while of like bickering around, all of a sudden we deal with a time skip, and now like Byleth gets awakened, stuff like that. Like nothing too. Uh, Something is still very familiar, but different still, now that we're dealing from Shiznit's uh, side of the story. <laughs> yes, I'm calling Shiz Shiznit. You okay? Don't want to hear your pain. My hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, are you fond of anything, or are you just like... I'm sorry? Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Like how much, I know I know it was like pretty late, but how much do you want a completely different story from like the usual thing for? I want it one hundred percent different. I don't want anything to be the same. 
Same here. I mean, it would probably just... be the enemy throughout the entire storyline. And in the end, he just like takes command. And he's like, "All right, you're all my bitches now." Like, just he's dead right there. Like, you could... I know, like there, um, there's two genders, but like I'm just saying he because like because it's just more you, huh? Mostly that's the one you like. Choose most of the time. Yeah, like they just saw him the most in the trailers. Like, sorry, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, like from uh, I guess on eight is like how different from the story that I wanted to be. I don't know. Like, I feel weird going against Byleth. I'm like, that's my homie right there. Like, we went through some shit. Saw saw like El Padre Gerald die, and then we saw saw we saw ourselves turn into like half demigod or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Like how how half you can go with God level, and then like. Uh, and then, like, depending on what uh, route you show, you see a lot of your students die. So that it changes you together. Together, it changes you. I want to be the one that kills Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> and it would be even funnier if I killed Gerald with Monica. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking, fucking iron. Or you know, they could. I mean, you want a completely different story. Then it would be Gerald killing her off, and then like, oh, well, well damn. No, I mean, I would kill him with her out of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, I remember also being signed in Discord, thinking that it is, like, depend, um, depending on the outlay outlay of the map and how many what enemies are coming to a certain base, because it happens in Fire and Warriors, where you could take out a bunch of enemies at the same time. But I'm just thinking, like, you could, ta- you could use your special. And I'm saying, uh, I'm just saying, like, if if Byleth is available to play as after a certain part in the story, cool, I'd be happy with that. I know some other people would not be cool with it, but whatever. Um, I would find it pretty cool to uh, play as them and then like being able to use their special or Awakening special uh, to pretty much like take on Death Knight, uh, Nemesis, Solon, uh, this the other dude, the other oh, the white very um, the other very pale dude with white eyes. I forgot the name. The, the the guy that gets killed off by Dimitri very easily, and his route like he didn't even notice that he avenged his family uh, in the uh, in the map against uh, Elogard, mm-hmm. and like he, you could just take them all on at the same time with that special, and that, that would look so damn cool. Just saying like, oh yeah, this is this is power right here. I don't know. It is hard to um, hard to describe like how fun it is to be fucking playing and firing warriors. But again, I know some people will say like oh, that that game fucking sucks. Like, what are you talking about? Because I remember asking um, a question on Amino, probably a huge mistake. It was, but <laughs> <laughs> some person say like. All right, here's my question. I was because I was just asking, like, oh, do you have any questions about like how Fire and the Warriors would work? And of course, you got those people that know how to read, don't know how to read, just to make sure I'm saying that right. Saying, like, when will we get an actual Fire Emblem game and not this filler shit? I'm like, that's a fucking Fire Emblem game. Like, why are you in the Fire Emblem community if you're gonna hate Fire Emblem for whatever they put out? Like, I. I get it. Like, it doesn't seem like, you know, another main, well, I mean, I'm putting in this quotes, main entry. Like, I, uh, like I know, more like a, 
a supposed filler and not like a main entry kind of thing. But uh, you're still getting a story. You're still getting like a different. It seems like you're gonna be getting a different perspective and different timeline of things. And honestly, it's not the first time Fire Emblem would do that with like different timelines kind of shit. I mean, look at Conquest and everything else. Not Awakening, right? No, uh, it's Conquest and uh, Birthright. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So Conquest. Another one, but I don't ever remember what it's called. Hmm. Conquest, Birthright. Oh, Fates. Fates is the overall series. Oh, oh. Fuck. (laughs) There's a third one where you get, like, characters from both stories, and it's a whole different story itself. Right, and some people like say no that. one likes it, so yeah. <laughs> so they're like, no, we want to see some death. Um, well, yeah. So again, like it was, that was very confusing right there. So honestly, I say just enjoy the game. But but I just didn't want to bother with answering that question because well, I just technically did right now. But I mean, like directly to the person, I was just thinking like, there's no other reason to be like such, such an ass you know, for a question that doesn't even ask about like. It's not. It's an answer that's more like about complaining about the game series than like actually asking anything about at all about Three Hopes. It might be Revelations. Let me check. Yeah, I think you got that right. Revelation sounds correct. <laughs> oh wow, what a revelation that Revelations was correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, different story. Yeah, different story would be good. Um. That's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, thank you, Kobe, from Switch It Up Podcast for asking that. And... Yeah, Revelation. Oh, sick. You were correct, man. There's a first time for everything. <laughs> Not at first, but hey, you got it still. And now we can move on from the some of Fire Emblem 3 Houses talk. I forgot, well, Three Hopes, all the Fire Emblem talk. I just kind of forgot that some bit of news happened um, recently. Shit, when was this? On Tuesday? Oh, on Tuesday. Always some shit on Tuesday. Apparently, uh, um, the news from Stefan Sotillo. Uh, I'm pretty much pronouncing that wrong. A worker says Nintendo of America violated their right to organize and has filed a National Labor Relations Board complaint against them and a hiring firm. Nintendo had... Largely avoided the industry's labor scandals, but an investigation will follow. And pretty much like uh, the right to organize a union or anything like that to like stand up for pretty much employees' rights. So, whoo, boy. It, and and in a normal month until you hear some kind of weird controversy about Nintendo once again. And then someone said, I know 80% of these replies are just people saying, watch Nintendo drop a direct next month, so we'll forget about this. <laughs> I'm, I, it's fucking horrible, but I'm laughing because it's how, how fucking true it is. Because it's true. Like, if you ever like, I think it's fucking sad. Like, whenever you hear a controversy from Nintendo, at that point you're gonna expect it dropped. I think that's why people like start saying like, "Oh, we're gonna have a drop soon." And I was like, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh, there's a controversy going on, so I'm excited for the drop." And like, <laughs> that's a little fucked up, don't you think? And like, yeah, but we're getting a drop, so we'll forget about it soon. And I was like, damn. And, yeah, someone asked, like, what does it mean, right to organize? And essentially it means to form a union of workers in order to fight for better wages, hours, working conditions, etc. News mean that Nintendo is supposedly preventing it, preventing its workers from doing so, which is bad. 
So there you have it. There, there I have it, folks. It's um pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, well, what, what could I do about it? I mean, they it's fucking fire at them. It is like, and it's not like I could say like, oh man, well, I don't want to support them, but like, fuck, they're making Fire Emblem, so <laughs> makes like the awkward situation where like I, I gotta play their games because damn, it's just hard to resist. I mean, at least I can still get the um get the Nintendo 3DS like off of other people, and not Nintendo itself anymore. But like, they won't have certain games on there anymore. <sighs> what a, what a fucking major fat veiny sickly l like the fuck you mean you're gonna like take off the the e-shop for some of these things and that's why i'm I'm really trying to get the 3ds like hopefully this year so just so i could um make some downloads because i really want to try uh try awakening yes even the shitty (laughs) fire emblem games that people are saying that's not good but the well apparently uh revelations (laughs) I, I just don't care. I, I want I love Fire Emblem. I want to try it out. Even the bad ones, the, the parent bad ones. Uh, there's this one where you could win the game if you just like stood still for like a good couple of hours in game. I'm just saying, like, it's a very old Fire Emblem game, but I forgot which one it was. I'm not sure if it was Gaiden or one of those. But uh, there's so many Fire Emblem games, and I think we just don't know about some of them that much, just because like again, translations just don't work unless you're a major geek that wants to do it. Like, stop, fucking salute you if you uh, keep trying to make those games happen. Ooh, now. <laughs> uh, controversy aside, which is a very sucky ass controversy. Controversy, controversy. I can't even talk anymore. Controversy. Thank you, controversy. God, all the shits. Oh, well, wait, one more controversy. Netflix officially adding commercials. It's the end of an era for Netflix. While the service has long been praised for its lack of ads and commercials, Netflix is reversing its course on the matter. On Tuesday, Deadline reported that Netflix co-CEO Reed Hastings said that ads will soon be incorporated into the service. And all I can say is that is ass. Like, why? Why are they paying more? What happened? Their prices are going up for subscriptions in it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just fantastic. I mean, I, I see ducks right behind me. On uh, like again, for the officers, you don't see my backdrop. It's just much ducks, and it's supposed to make me happy during these sad times. But no, it, it ain't working. I'm sorry, little ones. But yeah, I was just thinking that. Well, I don't want to be paying much more for Netflix because again, w- one, the prices rising just suck. Two, I just don't really see many series that I'm interested in other than just like some of the anime, but I think I could just get get through that by just going on freaking Crunchyroll or Hulu, anything that has the uh, has the shows but could still be watched like with uh, subtitles. I'll, I'll deal with that. I'll look at the screen for once instead, mm-hmm. of, <laughs> instead of just looking at my phone while I can hear the... Hear, oh, Hear all the talking going on. Hear all the horse. <laughs> Dear Lord. So yeah, Netflix, Nintendo taking L's. What what else is new? Uh, another L that's being given is um, Kim Kardashian threatens to sue uh, Roblox or a sex tape. 
And I, I, huh? Didn't you already cover that? No, I just made a quick reference to it, but not like actually spoke oh. about it with you. So yeah, if you didn't know, um, apparently uh, someone made. <laughs> So on the Roblox made some weird uh, map or whatever, where I think they were just giving some kind of ad thing where or trying to give like some kind of link or whatever to. I don't think it's not into the actual video, but to alluding to the fact that Kim Kardashian has a sex uh, sex tape with some random dude. I forgot who the fuck it was. I Ray I don't J. care. Who? Pretty sure it was Ray J. Oh well. He's a rapper. But... Well, thank you for knowing. <laughs> like I asked why, you know. <laughs> I don't know what she's mad about. That's the whole reason she's famous. <laughs> Honestly, true. I'm like, again, like I told you earlier as well when you said that, it's just so people only uh, feel bad about their consequences or their actions from the past once their children like starts to um, able to like know this shit or actually remember things for more than a couple of days. I'm not saying like kids are dumb, but it was just like, again, like as we grow older, like our memories like start to get better. But then after like, after we become teenagers, our memories turn to shit again. Uh, it's it's a weird process. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not taking enough Sudoku. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to look up this video right now where I freaking saw how the funny delivery, where she was like calling um Kanye. He was like, yeah, like the, it's on Roblox. Let me see. Oh, Hello, shit. Chloe, you look at this? What? Let me see. I can put a pillow in the chair. Chloe, oh. come here. I feel I'm like coming. you're the only one that would understand. Okay, I'm coming. I'm not sure what this means. This is a character on Roblox, but it says... What? Had, I know, that's why I said. That's not my that's a game. Oh, it's a game? Oh, well, then we're suing them if it's a game with my name and picture. <laughs> there was a picture of my cry face, and then I looked at it, and it said something super inappropriate like kim's new sex tape no it's an inappropriate thing that popped up on his roblox about me that says they're leaking something that some someone said this is supposed to be unreleased footage from my old sex tape the last thing that i want as a mom is for my past to be brought up okay usually when it's this big party and my whole family's here this is some real embarrassing shit, and I need to deal with it. And I will deal with it. I just cannot believe this is happening right now. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> the disc bitch. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I agree oh, right now, yeah, it's a room, and it's like the fucking her fucking face, like crying, like all of all, the whole room is just like. I remember like her crying face saying like oh, it, it's on Roblox. Oh there we go. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Here's the no, phone call. Okay, though. It's not, you know, on Roblox. <laughs> you know, it was on Roblox yesterday. <laughs> the thing popped up and he started laughing. I was like, mommy, look, it was a picture of my cry face. And it was
it said mixtape. When you clicked on it, thank God he can't read yet. And it's like over my dead body, is this shit gonna happen to me again? I just want it gone. You know. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, are we terrible people? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, definitely. This is funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. People will leave comments down below or <laughs> send hate mail on uh, Twitter if you think we're assholes. For <laughs> In the video where she was like whining about uh, it being on Roblox, did she make the same crying face as? The one that was in the room. It almost looked like the same face. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly enough, I did not see her. T- I, uh, blah. I did not see her tears. And I'm just thinking, like, it's weird with people like got a lot of makeup on. They can't cry, but they want to cry. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just like makes her make them really squinting hard. It's like, ah. oh my goodness, yeah. the world is weird. I'll, I'll just put that down there. Like right now, if you didn't know that, you you know now. If you don't and know, no. I will say that I, I feel like <laughs> they shouldn't have uh, it accessible to children where you can view an ad of Kim K's sex tape. I feel like children should be able to see that. But... YouTube. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. YouTube has such a weird algorithm, such a weird double standard where they will put like the most sexual ads out there right just right there like on the damn screen yet you like had the words fuck or other words like that and then like or show like a bit of skin on um one of your youtube videos but it's not like bad skin and all of a sudden it's uh what's it called you just get banned or your channel is in trouble or some shit like that like even for like one second of a music video that you you only have playing the background by accident like it's not even your fault and you still get in trouble like it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, who knows? Maybe our podcast episode will be okay, but like the video version will be in danger now that we, um, now that I use some of that Kim Kardashian uh, audio. But again, <laughs> I didn't even show any video whatsoever. I the phone is facing towards me, so only I can see it. But uh, well, well, I mean, I'll give an update in the next episode if something like that happens. Ooh. Um. Yeah, moving on from that. Fucking hilarious moment. <laughs> now for uh, uh, fucking Kingdom Hearts, like being played at Coachella, that's badass. I'm not a big Coachella person, but I just know that when it, it's always a uh, fucking win whenever you know gaming music gets played at cool ass ceremonies. Uh, I think it was for um, the Olympics, right? That it was like for this year or was it last year? Well, all I know is that they played some uh, music for the Olympics, and it was like had some music from Dragon Quest, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, God. Okay, so now for the last bit. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Well, sort of last bit. I feel like we still have enough time for me to just put add in a little quick review, rapid fire. But anyways, Game Rant, which I was not fond of like using for this thing, but whatever. The year 2022 marks the 20th anniversary of the Kingdom Hearts series. So, hey, lots of anniversaries. What up? Oh, what's up with that? Since its initial launch in 2002, Kingdom Hearts, which centers um, around original characters traveling to the worlds 
of various Disney films, has released three main series games and a number of spinoffs, collections, and remix versions. Just for y'all to know. And the person who made the music happen was pretty much uh, Yutada Hikaru. I'm sorry again if I'm like mispronouncing that. But while Utada Hikaru's involvement with Kingdom Hearts 4 has not yet been confirmed, they did celebrate the series' 20th um, anniversary in a very special way. At Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, Hikaru began their set with Simple and Clean, the iconic opening to the very first Kingdom Hearts game. They also performed Face Your Fears, the opening to Kingdom Hearts 3, which they co-created alongside EDM and dubstep musician Skrillex. Hmm, damn. <laughs> yeah, right, they raised some eyebrows there. Fans were thrilled and can be seen uh, cheering and singing along to both songs in official Coachella live streams. That's pretty cool. Um, honestly, that'd be quite an experience. Like, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, wasn't expecting that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. What was the, and, uh, the first song that she played? She played um, Simple and Clean. Mm, yeah. Good memories? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, my main memories was Sanctuary. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I'm pretty sure, like, um, from like seeing the comments, or like after like um, seeing comments on Twitter where people were like, you know, reacting to like that bit of news. People were saying like, I was there. And I freaking started crying after it was all done. I was thinking, not honestly, that must have been a fucking awesome experience for everyone. So, <sighs> good stuff. It's always good. To, uh, it's always good to like read. I mean, hear, hear, read good stuff happen like that for gaming. But um, Uta Hikaru one of Japan's most well-known performers, first became involved in the Kingdom Hearts series when their single, Hikari, was chosen as the opening for the original game. Hikaru, who was born in New York and is fluent in both Japanese and English, also wrote and performed by English... I mean, performed the English version of the song, which was renamed Simple and Clean. Since then, they have written and sung a number of songs for Kingdom Hearts, including Sanctuary, Don't Think Twice, and Face Your Fears. The involvement of Utada Hikaru has been cited as a major reason why Kingdom Hearts music has been so widely praised, to the point that an entirely music-based game, Melody of Memory, was released in 2020. So, again, just awesome to just hear such great, just a great piece of headline right there. And I mean, like, unironically great, not just like great because, oh, there's something great to laugh at. Like, this is great to just like, hear. But, uh, how, like, what other songs are do you like from um, pretty much the Kingdom Hearts library of music? Because I, I'm not that well versed, so I kind of like want to throw this to you because I feel like you're more of an expert with this. Every song, but <laughs> who the fucking music composition, com, fuck, com, composer is fucking like every single Kingdom Hearts game has amazing music. Their, their score is so good. Yeah, I, I just um I know like from the Kingdom Hearts game, uh, the first one at least. Oh, ouch! I haven't heard it in such a long time, but I could still like remember like how it first started off. I was still like, God damn, this is beautiful music, and like even the main menu music was just like beautiful and calming to listen to. I was just like, oh, this is going to be a core memory later on, and it pretty much did. I just, I think I just kind of like randomly decided to like search on music for one day, um, earlier this year, 
and when I heard it again, I just like brought back like a warmth over my heart. I was saying, like, this is this is nice. Like, oh, the music is just amazing. I just feel bad like not being able to like play all the other ones. I mean, all the other um, entries in the Kingdom Hearts game. But that's before I realized there were like fucking uh, <laughs> many other spinoffs and stuff that weren't just like one, two, three. So uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts Four. That shit looks pretty cool, especially with you know. Apparently, um, Thor looks very, you know, high definition. That's oh, fucked yeah. right there. But apparently, it's just the world's effect on him. So, we may just... That's just probably just only one version of him that we're going to be seeing. So... Yeah, they'll go to Lion King again. He'll be a little fucking cub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I can't wait. Like, I feel bad, though, because I, I haven't finished Kingdom Hearts 3, but I'm on the Toy Story planet. So, uh, yeah, I really need to get on that shit. I really They're do. still very early in the game. Ah, fuck like, me. Uh, if I remember <laughs> right, Toy Story is not that far away. Okay. Eh. Shit. <laughs> so much to play and so much cutscenes to watch. Dear Lord. I mean, the cutscenes are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but my goodness, they 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 could take a a bit of your time. Like my girlfriend, uh, she tells me that she will skip some of the music. I mean, some of the cutscenes. My bad. She just gets some of the cutscenes, and I'm just like, what? No, you're supposed to, like, re- uh, watch the story, but then, like, after a while, watching it for a while, so I'm like, fuck, this is taking forever. So, yeah, I already kind of, like, bit me back. Wow. There's some cutscenes, especially, and I remember, I remember this when I was doing the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean level. Uh-huh. It, it's basically just the movie scene, is what it feels like. Like, it, it feels like they didn't incorporate Sora, Donald, and Goofy into the worlds very much right it, it, it just felt like it was watching the movie basically damn yeah it it certainly does feel like watching a movie it it really does like there's no uh there's no denying that especially when i think someone said like damn you're watching more cutscenes than after playing the game i was just thinking mm, i don't know i mean uh, i don't know i mean if you're like really trying to go on side quests or just exploring and finding all those uh mickey symbols then I'm pretty sure game is still some, a lot of gameplay for your buck. Eh, but that's just me. And again, I haven't finished the game. And the little quick thing I just want to throw in there before like we finish up with the episode, because we only barely finished an hour, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. We able to cover all of that. Weird, crazy, dark stuff. <laughs> it's because um, Nathan isn't here to give us like eight backstories. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him, but yeah, you're right. Like, um, <laughs> he's like, oh man, uh, that's because fucking, um, what would be something that he would like, um, say like some uh, someone stole his idea or something like that. Like, oh, I I told uh fucking Disney to write that music for me, but no, they went with that other person, so I'm I'm pissed. <laughs> he starts going on about that. Speaking of Nathan, buy his book. Oh yeah, American interest. American interest. Was it like fifteen or something like that? Fifty nine nine. Fifty nine nine. Imagine, like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and then you can also buy the uh, the ebook. What are those called? Audio books. Yeah, they are a little bit cheaper. Yeah, so and that will support him more, ironically enough. So, yeah, buy, buy his books right now, today. Yeah, American interest. His usual demands. <laughs> We rely on you, the listener and viewer. <laughs> All right. 
okay. The last, uh, the very last part for this video. And I just wanted to incorporate this into this episode because I realized um, we were doing really good on time. So, uh, MLB The Show 2022. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty weird to see the PlayStation logo show up on my Xbox. I was just saying, like, huh. Makes me feel nostalgic in a good way. Like, it didn't make me feel like, oh, uh, like, I'm not like those people that, just fanboys, like, if I ever get the chance to play a PlayStation game or so, something like that, I would do it. And I'm not saying, like, oh, Xbox sucks. It's just like, I love games. I love, like, the multiple genres that you can get into, especially with different consoles. And I just love games. Like, that's a major part of my identity. I'm not sure that's sad to say, but fuck you if you think it's sad. I'm living a happier fuck life. <laughs> like I'm living a very happy life with games. Like if you kind of like judgmental, saying like, "Oh, you're sad" and stuff like that, like, you're feeling you're feeling sad about how you are mad about someone living a passion that's not hurting anybody. And that's a lot of that do that. I'm not saying everybody. Like there's like plenty of people that that's part of others, but and I'm. I'm not gonna bug anybody, just me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see the PlayStation logo show up on the screen. And I was just saying, ah, oh, that's fucking cool. One day. One day. Well, um, yeah, no, for anyone that's wondering, like, if you don't really know sports game, MLB, the show 2022, is pretty much like And it was a Sony exclusive kind of game until some weird contract started, like, uh, falling over, falling out, whatever the hell. Uh, use. But it didn't last as long. As I got a TV show stadium about the game, just is playing better. Because I love TV shows stadium. Uh, no. Starting on uh, MLB the Show 2021, players used uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and San Diego Studio of making the game available on Xbox Game Pass. For Sales and increasing game path descriptions to the handling aside by MLB to make it multi platform since MLB took it to teams as the last multi platform simulation baseball game. Otherwise, Sony's license to revoke and to EA Sports or 2K Sports as either of exclusive simulation license. The co publisher MLB decided to make it available for Xbox players. So I think they were trying to like make it, you know, multi-platform for a very long time. But you know, contracts and again, ex- executive meddling gets in the way, and they just kind of say like, "Hey, you know, wh- why are we still doing this? Like, we're kind of like losing a bit of money when we're like the only good <laughs> baseball um, Yeah. And after playing RBI, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie, like it was a bit more arcadey, but it kind of made me feel nostalgic. I'm not gonna say like, oh, it's very terrible, but like compared to MLB, like you're not getting the that. Oh, fuck, I forgot which, what what you call it, but you're pretty much like missing. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> call it just like the fucking razzle dazzle. There, let's just call it that. But um, then there's the trope for Last of Its Kind for MLB the show. Sony was one of the six companies to release a console baseballs, baseball baseball in, in 2003. Today, it's the only one left on the market. And until a landmark deal struck in 2019, 
a first PlayStation exclusive at that to the Chagrin, 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 yeah, Chagrin baseball fans with Sony Machine. But you know, it's Sony exclusive. Which makes non almost upset. And unlike cases and other game genres, this is not due to a league exclusivity deal. Everyone else bowed down uh, due to time lapse from a prior exclusivity deal and the odds of EA, or games and sales, 2K and Microsoft, and Studio Closure, which is a claim in 3DO, and it's license fees. EA, there you go. Along with that, um, the reason Major League uh, Baseball and Sony came to a lucrative agreement is bringing the first series to other consoles in 2021. Most of the new generation, no one studied baseball since in the wake of the show's dominance, leaving MLB's immediately to develop an arcade flash revival of FBI baseball for Xbox and Nintendo Star fans, which was poorly received. Yeah. MLB worked out a deal with Sony to bring their seminal, 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 uh, financial point. For MLB to have a well-regarded uh, official baseball game, if it's only exclusive to one console, it's interesting to see that kind of thing happen. Where people are just thinking, "Hey, you know what? We're not making enough money. Let's just make this multi-platform at this point." Because I just found it amazing how exclusivity can go for so long. Like I'm looking at Square Enix games like um, Octopath Traveler, and then it was first like it's just mainly um, Nintendo, and now it's gonna be. I mean, I think it's available for other. Consoles. Yeah, I think it's full on Xbox and PlayStation now, and it's also like the case for Dragon um, Dragon Quest Eleven. And by the way, I just haven't finished it as well. Shame on me, twice again, and <laughs> it was like only. Or other platforms. So now I'm just thinking, okay, maybe it's, we're going to see the same thing again, but this time with Triangle Strategy. Like, give it a couple months or maybe next year until it's available for all platforms. And if I'm wrong, then okay, I'm, I'm cool with being wrong. Yeah, I don't mind. Like, yeah, but everyone's human. I, I enjoyed the game. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. I mean, someone who's like not like too much of a baseball fan, I, it was pretty cool. It was pretty nice. The, I like seeing like the whole um, uh, camera cuts, whole uh, presentation. Oh yeah, there we go. The presentation of everything. I felt like it was pretty cool seeing like a natural baseball game. But then it started to like, get to me like saying it was pretty addicting. But after a while, I, was thinking, like, I feel like I'm doing kind of like the same thing over and over again. But I'm just feel like I'm not getting like the accomplishment feeling. Uh, it's, weird. it's a weird thing. Considering I played a very um and very old um MLB game, I'm not sure who made it at the time, but it was old. And if it helps anybody that kind of like knows which game, uh, which one I'm talking about, it's pretty much the um, baseball game where you could also customize your crib, as that was a popular back then. I'm not sure, if it was, but that shows my age. But 
where you could customize your trophy case, customize your bubble head case, and pretty much like how pretty much like how the outlay of your place looks. It, it was pretty cool. It's just like NFL 2K5 is like uh, my crib mode, and I guess just like not seeing anything really going on. My um, I thought it was pretty cool that there was like um, growth between you and your teammates. Where like oh you've been upgraded to like. Uh, acquaintance to like a friend and then to a bro and i don't know what was the next step but i was like really <laughs> bro <laughs> but okay it just like gives you like a uh, little it gives you boost like whenever you're like on the same uh field like you're on the play and they're on the they're at the um they're batting then you they get a boost to like hit harder so i'm just giving you good points like hey i actually did play the game so i kind of remember why it done but i it still hasn't really you know, caught my attention to, like, really want to, like, buy the game. I got, I played on Game Pass. <clears throat> wow. I played on Game Pass, and I'm just kind of, like, thankful for it, because now I know, like, okay, maybe this is not something I will play for the long run, because I feel like this game was kind of, like, made more for people who enjoy opening packs and stuff like that, because I see the packs open up every, um, I mean, I see the packs every time I open up this, uh, open up the game, where like saying like, oh you got uh, you got like these this many days like uh put down and playing the game like we'll play play a couple more and there you you unlock this booster pack and i'm just thinking like do i really care about that like i had like a bunch of packs like not open i'm just like "Eh, that's it's not something that i really care about like i care about like what what's already in the game and i gotta like play the game i'm sorry for all the likes i'm sorry i have a weird speech thing I'm not used to talking a lot, even after all these, uh, after all these episodes. But yeah, um, opening all these packs I, doesn't really appeal to me. If I feel like it's kind of like going for the people that love opening packs, especially you know if you play FIFA. Oh dear lord, don't get me started on that shit. It, oh, oh boy, that's uh, open up a very a big storm of hate. But anyways. <laughs> I don't see the appeal of opening packs, um, but I do see the appeal in playing the game. I do see it. It's well-made game. You can see sometimes see items on the um, on the players clipping, and like it's a 2022 kind of game. I understand? Eh, I mean, at this point, like, do I really give a shit? It's clipping. I mean, I think that no game could go uh, get by without some kind of clipping happening. I mean, if if you do, holy shit, then that's a 10 out of 10 game. Like, I don't. I don't give a shit if the gameplay is uh, crappy as hell. If you can avoid clipping, then you've you solved a very deep uh, technical issue that's been plaguing a lot of games. Not like really plaguing them, but you know, for the perfection perfectionist or whatever. What is? Um, but yeah, I would rate the game. I think I would just give it more of a six or seven out of ten. That that's pretty much my rating. It it's pretty good. Pretty uh, it's got. I would say like it would have been average for a baseball game, but considering like it is like the best one out there, and after hearing all the hype around it, I was kind of like expecting a bit more. But hey, it's a good game. It works fine. It only crashed on me once throughout like um, the past two weeks. So I think that says something about how well it runs. If you're only playing it like on digital, digital, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall. 10 out of 10 is a good game, but I don't think it's really for me. Maybe maybe if there's like another um, the show game where I don't know, I feel 
I don't know, if I like I get more of a kick out of it, then I would definitely like try to uh, buy it this time. But yeah, that was my somewhat kick, uh, quick review of MLB The Show 2022. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, got anything last to say, Mason, before like we go? <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. We're sexy. Yeah, follow us on Twitter and um, I will be putting a better Discord link in the episode description this time because turns out I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you did an oopsie. Huh? You did an oopsie. Yeah, yeah, I, I did a very big oopsie. Um I get I think from the beginning of season two, I put the the Discord link I put in the episodes. Uh, they were already uh they've expired for a very long time, so I was like, Oh, fantastic of me. So I can't I will have the Discord link ready um in the descriptions. I I put out a new one and uh and on Twitter for the on the podcast profile, it's a, at a random gamers co. If you're interested, I mean the Twitter at least, and yeah, you could look at that. Down, um, not download. Click on the link, and I don't know, just talk with us if you feel obliged to do so, or just make a listener request. We have the listener request uh, section right there. Just like, if you got any specific things that you want us to cover? Like, honestly, like we're more open. We just got like a lot of content right now because. Fire Emblem Three Hopes is like really building up, especially with my knowledge of um, Warriors. Then you got uh, crazy news popping up again. I mean, if Kim Kardashian like wanting to suit Roblox doesn't like convince you otherwise, then uh, I don't know what will. I mean, obviously we can't rely on the crazy headlines all the time, but eh, we make do. I mean, Coachella, cool. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. I'm not gonna try to drag this any longer than I already have. Uh, thank you for listening. Go buy Nathan's book uh, immediately, or don't like it. It's up to you, of course. Like we're don't, financial situation, we understand. Um, but yeah, as Mason said, follow us. You, you sexy people are uh, sexy people. Uh, either way, vice versa, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you for all the listens. Like we've pretty much made it past eight hundred. Holy shit, you guys are crazy. And yeah, we hope you enjoy the next episode and many more, uh, more to come. Thank you all. We all we appreciate you all, and have a good night, everybody, or a good day, whichever one. Peace.